Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, praise the Lord, I'm Pastor Michael Jakes, and welcome once again to the Sunday Sermon Series. We're here once again with the word for your life, amen? And we pray that all is well with you once again as we open up the word of God, amen? We are streaming right now on Facebook and YouTube, and we pray that you'll be able to stay with us for a little bit as we do so, amen? Uh, today, we are going to begin a brand new series entitled Alive and Well. We're going to be looking at some empowering scenes from the early church. That's right. We're going to be in the book of Acts. Amen. It happens to be my uh, favorite book of the Bible. Amen. And so we're going to dive in and, and see how the early church dealt with the things that were going on, the things that were trying to happen at its outset to try to bring it down. Amen. We know the promise that we have from the Lord, though, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And so we're going to be in this book of Acts for the next several weeks. And once again, we pray that you will stand with us as we open up the word. We want to encourage you and empower you to live for the Lord. Amen. Uh, we are going to get right to the word of God right after a word of prayer and right after this. you see the day is fast approaching we are only four days away and our new book entitled churchified or sanctified will be released on amazon.com amen so we're very excited about that amen let's open up in the word of prayer lord we bless your name and once again we give you honor we give you praise we give you glory for all that you are doing for all that you have done and for all that you are going to do Lord, we pray that you will help us as we go into this particular series. Lord, anytime we're talking about uh, the church, uh, Lord, we pray that you will give us the grace uh, and even, Lord, uh, that you will allow us to speak uh, and don't and not to do violence to your word. Lord, we pray that you will have your way in our hearts and in our lives, even as your word goes forth. Lord, draw those who need to hear these words this morning to this place on the World Wide Web. Lord, have your way. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, amen. Uh, God bless all of you who are listening uh, over on Spreaker.com and all of you who are watching right now over Facebook and YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, support. Amen. God bless you. Let's go to the book of Acts. As we said, that's where we will be. Don't forget, if you are watching over Facebook, you can uh, share this page and others also uh, may be blessed. 
Amen. That's how we get the word of God out to the masses. We want to make sure that all of us uh, participate uh, in God's program and becoming uh, the ministers of reconciliation by sharing his word out. Amen. Acts chapter number five, and we're going to start reading in verse number 12. Acts chapter number five, starting in verse number 12. It says, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, there's no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Verse number 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Verse number 21. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. There is so much going on uh, in these verses. We see uh, that the church was growing by leaps and bounds in these early days uh, because they were united, because they were in one accord. That is something that cannot be missed. They were in one accord. They were operating like a fine-tuned orchestra, like a fine-tuned instrument. They were all working as one. And when they were working this way, when they were ministering in this way, God bought the increase. Amen? And that's what will happen uh, with this uh, with the ministry of one accord. I'm going to call it the ministry of one accord. It is a it is a powerful thing uh, when it happens and when it works. Amen. But we see with all the things uh, that were happening here, uh, we see that the more that the Lord began to work, the more the enemy becomes aroused. The more the Lord works, the more the enemy tries to block it. Amen. Tries. That's that's the best that we can say. He tries. Amen. Remember the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. This whole series that we're going to be into here in the book of uh, in the month of August, we're talking about the church, that the church is alive and well. Yes. In spite of all the things that we have said, if you've heard me speak, you've heard me talk about the fact that the church uh, is filled with uh, false teachers and false doctrine. All of this is true. But it once again, it doesn't negate the fact that his church, the church of Jesus Christ, marches on. It marches on and Satan will not be able to bring it down through any means. He will not be able to do it. So, yes, of course, the church is not perfect because there are imperfect people within it. We only have, which is a great thing, we have the righteousness of Christ upon us, but we are yet imperfect. And sometimes God's people 
will operate in a wrong way when they don't have an understanding of who he is. Amen. But the early church, the early church was not infected with all the things that today's church is infected with. And they were they were on the move and they were obedient and they had a mindset uh, to speak his word no matter what. And we see the miracles uh, that were being uh, wrought uh, in verse number 16. Uh, it goes in verse number 15. It goes so far as to say that the people were bringing sick people into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least a shadow of Peter uh, passing by might overshadow some of them. And, and that people were coming from cities round about, bringing, and I want you to see this. Once again, we made this we made this distinction recently, but we're going to make it again. Here in verse number 16, they brought sick folks and those that were vexed with unclean spirits. Notice the, 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 the separation, the distinction that there is between people who are sick, and that's talking about physically, and those who are vexed by unclean spirits there is a there is a a separation there is a there is a very fine uh distinction between those who are possessed and those who are just mentally uh overwrought amen so there is a difference but they were all healed they were all healed now as we said the more that the lord begins to work the more the enemy becomes aroused he becomes agitated, frustrated. And the high priest now in verse number 17, the, the set, working uh, Satan working through this sect of uh, the Sadducees, which were not into things supernatural. So all of these healings and all of these different things taking place uh, were really rubbing them the wrong way, especially the fact that they spoke about the resurrection. They wanted people to know that Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. And this is something that Sadducees did not receive. They were not into the supernatural at all. And they were filled with indignation. And so they go in verse number 18 and they get a hold of them and they take the apostles and they throw them. They take them and throw them into the common prison. That's where they put them. But, amen. The angel of the Lord, it says here that the angel of the Lord uh, by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth. And I can see, I, I can see in my mind's eye, I can see the angel bringing them out, standing them at attention and announcing them, uh, uh, giving them this particular announcement. And it, it was an announcement. It was from the Lord, of course. Angels are messengers and they speak what they have heard and, and they do what they are told. Verse number 20, and this, this was the command of the Lord to the angels to tell the, the apostles, go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. We're going to be talking about, just for a few moments this morning, all the words, all the words. It is necessary that as we go about living this life, that we do not compromise the word, that we do not allow anything to minimize the word of God. Amen. We must not allow the enemy to use his forces with his limited power that he does have to cause us to shrink back and not speak the truth. We must tell it like it is. It says here to speak all the words 
as opposed to speaking some of the words, as opposed to speaking a few of the words. He says, speak all the words of this life. What life? This life in Christ. Speak all the words. He says, go, go, as opposed to staying put. He says, the angel said, stand, as opposed to laying back and relaxing. He says, speak as opposed to remaining silent. God did not call us to remain silent. God did not call us to rest on our laurels. God did not call us to sit and to wait for him to come. No, we must occupy till he comes. And how do we occupy? We speak the words of it, of this life, all the words of this life. It goes on in verse number 21. And I like how they jumped right to it. They did not confer with anyone. They did not ask any advice. They did not come together and have a powwow and talk about it and say, should we do this? What should we do? It says, and when they heard that, and when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. It was, it was automatic. It was immediate. They did not wait. The Lord spoke. And so they had to be about the father's business. And that's how we should do it. As we go about doing uh, what he has called us to do, we must make sure that we operate uh, not just obediently, but we must operate in such a way as to not deviate from what he says. We must not deviate from what uh, God has told us to do. They entered into the temple. And what did the angel tell them? Go stand and speak in the temple to the people and they go early in the morning to the temple and taught and taught you see it's all about it's all about the name of jesus it's all about the name of jesus all the words of this life center around jesus christ and who he is and what he has done that's what all of the words of this life have to do with we can go all the way back uh, in the book of Acts, and we can go, we can go back into chapter number two. Let me go into chapter number two. Well, actually, let me go. Yes, let me go into chapter number three. And Peter said, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk." That this is this is the beginning of this was where their trouble, if you want to call it trouble, it's good trouble, but this is where their trouble began. When they healed that lame man, they healed that man. And that was the spark. That was the spark uh, that began to set the enemy uh, on a tirade to stop the advance of the gospel. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it says, rise up and walk. In uh, chapter number three, going down to verse number, uh, verse number seven. It says, and when they had set them in the midst, there are going to be times when there are going to be times when we are going to be set in the midst. Where, in other words, where we will be surrounded, surrounded by naysayers, surrounded by haters, uh, surrounded by those who uh, who do not like us. Let me use the word hate that hate us because of Jesus. And they will ask us, by what power or by what name have you done this? Who gave you the authority? To do what you do, who gives you the authority to say what you say? Where, who do you think you are? 
And verse number 10, they answer it, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand here before you whole? <laughs> this man stands here before you whole. It's because of the name of Jesus. They told him in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now they come to him and say, by what authority or by what name? Who gives you the authority to do this? And they say, listen, it's the name of Jesus. We have done nothing. It is by the name of Jesus. It go by in verse number 12. We see this familiar verse. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name. What name? The name of Jesus. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. Salvation, listen, salvation does not come by education, nor does it come by perspiration. It's not in the works that we do. Salvation is through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Amen. And when they say these words, when they say these words in verse number 13, I'm in chapter number four, Acts 4 and 13, they look and they are quite astonished. They're quite astonished because it says when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Not that they were stupid, <laughs> not that they were dummies. That's not what they were saying. But they had not, they did not have the learning. They did not have the education that the men who were questioning them had. They were very simple, plain men. Amen. And they were marveled. They, they, they were wow. Wow. But because they saw, they saw in them authority. They asked about where they got this authority from. And they realized, they realized when they heard them speak that they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus, that they had been with Jesus. And that's what Jesus is going to do for you. Time well spent with Jesus, time well spent with Jesus will empower you. It will empower you to do. It will empower you to stand. It will empower you to speak the words of this life. And this is what happened. They had been with Jesus. Do people know? Can people tell? I had this question asked to me years ago by my youth pastor, and, and, and I've spoken it many times. Well, I ask you, can people tell that you have been with Jesus? Can they tell? Is it readily, is it readily uh, um, recognizable that you have been with Jesus? That's a question that only you can answer. Only you can answer. In verse number 18, I'm still in chapter number four. And they called them and commanded them. Here it goes. Commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Don't talk about them. Don't teach about them. Don't preach about them. Don't bring his name up. Not the name of Jesus. Call on anybody else's name. Whosever name it is. 
I worship this pen in the name of this pen. Worship who you want, but don't talk about Jesus. And that's the world today. That's the world today. You can get away with saying that you, uh, you can get away with saying that you uh, worship anything, anything. And nobody is going to fault you. Nobody is going to look at you strange. They're going to leave you alone. They're going to let you be. But as soon as you say, Jesus, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you if you talk about Jesus. Something's wrong with you if you want to live for Jesus. The old song says, live for Jesus, that's what matters. And when other houses crumble, mine is strong. Live for Jesus, that's what matters. That they will see the light in me and come along. It's all about Jesus. He is uh, the foundation. And we must speak all the words of this life. Because this life is his life. Let me read from Philippians chapter number two. Philippians chapter number two and verse number 16. Um, it says, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I may have not that I may have, but that I may not have run in vain, neither labored in vain. Holding forth the word of life, the word of life. You see, the words of this life are the words of life. Amen. They. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say in John six and sixty three? John and six and sixty three. He says, "It is the Spirit that quickeneth." The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. All the words of this life. Amen. All the words. In verse number 68, right there in John 6, it says, Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Not only are the words of this life, the words of life, the words of this life are the words of eternal life, eternal life. That is why we must not hold back. That is why we must sound alarm. Jesus is coming. Every aspect, listen, we cannot just remain on one aspect of the word. We must speak the entire gospel, the entire word of God, and not leave anything out. People need to know that Jesus is coming back again soon, soon. That's all soon. No timestamp on that. Soon. Soon should be enough to get people to understand that the coming of Jesus is imminent. It can happen at any moment, at any moment. And so it behooves each and every one of us, if we understand this, that we should be at the ready to speak the gospel in season and out of season and not allow this world to, to pull these words out of us, not allow the enemy to squeeze them out of us. We must, we are on a mission. We are on a mission, amen, to speak and to preach this gospel. Uh, it goes on. It goes on. After I'm, I'm back in uh, chapter number five now, chapter number four, I'm still in uh, chapter number four of Acts. After they tell them to speak no more uh, in the name 
of Jesus. <clears throat> they go, and in verse number 23, they go to their company, something that all of us need to have. You need to have a company. You need to have a group of people that you can go to. Uh, need to, you need to have that circle of people, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, that you can go to, to pray, uh, that you can go to uh, for comfort. Yes, we know that Christ is the first one that we go to when we find ourselves uh, in dire straits and dire needs. We understand that, but we still need at times that human person, that human being, flesh and blood, uh, that we can just speak to, that we can just uh, put our head on their shoulder, just someone that we can pour out to, you know, not taking anything away from uh, pouring, uh, uh, giving ourselves to the Lord. Amen. Uh, casting all your care upon him because he cares for us. That is first and foremost. But when you need someone, you need to have that company, those people. And here in verse number 23, they were let go and they went to their own company. This is how they did it. This is how the early church managed to, and I won't say survive here, this is how they managed to thrive because they had a company, because they were in one mind, because they were as one. This is how they grew and this is how they were empowered. And we see here what happens. They go to their company, reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And after glorifying God in verse number 29, it says, and now Lord behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. They were very well aware of the threat. They were very, very well aware uh, that if they continued in the direction that they were going, that they were putting themselves in, uh, in in harm's way, that bodily harm would be taken uh, upon them. They understood it very well, but they say, "Here, Lord." <laughs> We, we, we can only we can only do though they had told them we can only do the things that we have uh that we have uh heard and it is most important that we obey God and not men so Lord give us boldness that we may speak your word the words of this life the words of eternal life give us boldness that we do not stop the threats were meant to silence them the threats were meant to curtail them and, and stop them from doing what they were doing. Verse number 30, by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done. How? By the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Once again, Jesus is at the center. He is the centerpiece of all that we do. Christ is our life. Remember Colossians chapter three, verse number four. And when they had prayed in verse number 31, the place was shaken where they were assembled. Uh, they, they had their own private little earthquake. The earthquake was right there. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. God answered their prayer and they went out with boldness, in spite of the threats, in spite of the danger, in spite of the warning, and they went out and they spoke the word with boldness. And 32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, there it goes, one heart, one soul. Neither said any of them, uh, said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. It goes on, it goes on. And with great power, 
gave they gave the apostles witness of the resurrection. That's the one thing at that particular at that particular time that they were told. Listen, don't talk about the resurrection. That's what the Sadducees told them. Sadducees were, were fed up. They didn't want to hear anything about Jesus rising from the dead. No such thing as people rising from the dead, according to the Sadducees. And so this is the first thing that they tell them. They gave witness to the resurrection. They kept on telling people Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And great grace was upon them all. Great power, great grace, and they had great boldness. All because they decided that they must speak all the words, all the words, and don't hold anything back. Neither was there any uh, any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands and houses uh, sold them and brought the prices of the things uh, which were sold. So once again, this one mind and one accord, they were as one, of one heart and they were, and had one soul operating like a fine-tuned machine. But that was the early church. They were alive and well. And yes, we repeat, the church today is not in the same place that they were. We are now fractured. We are now, we have different denominations and and we believe this and we don't believe that and we believe you're not of God and we are of God and we have more power and we do this and you don't, it, it, it's fractured. It's fractured. That, that's, that's what people have done. That's what we have done. But the church yet and still marches on. Yet and still marches on. Listen, the enemy, the enemy would have the church to dissolve from the inside, to be broken apart. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Divide and conquer. That's what he wants to do. But it will not work. It will not work once again because Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the foundation of the church. There is no other foundation that can be laid that up, that, that which is the, the uh, Christ Jesus. He is the foundation. And because of these things, the church stands. The church stands. Let the church be the church. It's not going anywhere, anywhere. We don't close our eyes. We don't turn a, a deaf ear to the things that are going on in the church that are not of God. No, no, no. But here's what God said, rather what Jesus said. Jesus says uh, to let the wheat and the tares grow together. Let them grow together. All of the different things that are going on in the church, he will take care of it. He's coming back for his people. He's coming back for his remnant. You have to make sure, and I have to make sure that I am in that number. I have to make sure that I keep my eyes on Jesus. I have to make sure that I put my faith in Christ and his finished work. I have to do that. I have to pray, Lord, I want to see you. And as long as I am doing that and keeping my eyes on him, he is not going to allow, as I keep my eyes fixed on him, and put my faith in him alone, he is not going to allow me uh, to be taken in and pulled away uh, by doctrines of demons and seducing spirits. I'm going to let the Lord speak to me. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Lord, your people want to serve you. Lord, your people love you. Lord, we just want to do your will. Lord, help us to speak all the words of this life. Lord, we bless you. We bless you this morning and we thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we know 
that the enemy, though he may come in like a flood, and though uh, he he tries to uh, come at us in from different ways and from different directions, Lord, we know that the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. Lord, we know that standard is your cross, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will uh, stand in our stead, Lord Jesus, that we will, as, as you continue uh, to work through us, Lord, we pray that we will uh, man and hold back uh, whatever it is that Satan is trying to do. Yes, he is. He does have a plan and he does uh, wish to uh, bring this church down. But Lord, we know, we know that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. So Lord, have your way. Lord, the church is alive and well. Lord, help us to speak all the words of this life that you have given us, and that is the gospel. Lord, speak to our hearts. We love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Amen. We bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank the Lord for once again giving us an opportunity uh, to bless his name. And we, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for uh, supporting us, for being uh, here. Uh, we want to thank you for, for joining us when you do join us. Amen. Uh, we're here four nights, four days out of the week. We're here uh, on Sunday morning. We'll be here tomorrow night, Monday night, with our, uh, with our Bible study, uh, the Line by Line podcast. Uh, we're beginning on Tuesday night. Uh, we're beginning a brand new series entitled Back to the Cross, Embracing the Power the glory and the victory. We're looking forward to that. Amen. And on Wednesday night, we're continuing in our series in the first principles of the Christian life. We're talking about the glorious church. Amen. And so we, we, we are excited about what the Lord is doing in our midst. Amen. And we just want you to be a part of what we do. This is a ministry dedicated to the preaching and the proclamation and the propagation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We do preach the message of the cross, uh, for life and for living. And once again, we want to make that message known to the masses. Amen. Uh, the message of the cross is embedded in all that we do. We speak on a variety of subjects, of subjects, uh, but the message of the cross is uh, the foundation of all that we do. Amen. So we bless the Lord and honor him. Amen. Don't forget, uh, coming up in four days, four days. Amen. We are, we are in the countdown. Amen. Four days from now, our book will be released. We're very excited. Uh, churchified or sanctified, exploring the dangers of religion and the glory of relationship available on August the 5th. That's coming this Thursday. Amen. So we're looking forward to that. Amen. So we honor the Lord and we bless him and we thank him for all that he is doing. For, for more information about this ministry, uh, you can go to our website at that's the word.org. Uh, we're doing some work on our website. Uh, so bear with us as we put some changes, uh, in place as we continue to work uh, in his vineyard. Amen. So we pray that you will um, be patient with us as we uh, do so. Amen. We just honor the Lord and thank him for what he is doing. And once again, I thank God for all of you. Amen. Don't forget to share this out to as many people as you can. 
and I pray that the Lord will bless you. Amen. Well, that's about it for today. Once again, we will see you tomorrow night, uh, Monday night on the Line by Line podcast. We're in Matthew chapter number nine. So we pray that you will be with us and join us at seven o'clock p.m. Amen. Until then, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.